Hey everybody, and welcome to episode two of Create the Space. Today we're discussing the power of convergent and divergent thinking. These are strategies that make up the foundation of design thinking, a human-centered, problem-solving process quickly making its way into every corner of the corporate world. Understanding the difference between convergent and divergent thinking, and when to use each, will allow you to understand and apply design thinking effectively. For us as leaders, how often do we have a problem or opportunity cross our paths and our natural tendency is to solve it as quickly as we can? Our day is filled with pressures of juggling many aspects of our business, from operations to functional leadership to strategy. This need to perform causes us to go directly to action. We're missing an opportunity to create the space for a better understanding of the problem and the wealth of solutions that lie amongst the collective. This is where a design process comes into play and your opportunity to create choice and to make choice. It's called divergent and convergent thinking. Let's first start with divergent thinking. This is flaring your thought. It's creating choice. The goal is to generate as many ideas with a focus on quantity while reserving judgment of any wild possibilities that are put on the table. Divergent thinking should be fun. Think about the best brainstorming sessions you've been a part of. Everyone is typically standing, actively contributing, never judging, and they're also spinning off of each other's ideas. But let's be clear, divergent thinking is not only about brainstorming. It's also a mentality. So we're diverging when we're coming up with unexpected combinations, changing information into unanticipated forms, and taking a single question and generating multiple answers. Once the whiteboard is filled with ideas, when every post-it note is used, you can now move to convergent thinking, another critical component to the design process. Convergent thinking is all about making choice. Here, group ideas together and start to identify common themes. The goal is to come up with a few themes that present a significant opportunity. Eventually, you'll pick one or two to prototype in the market. It's interesting how both convergent and divergent thoughts are seen as conflicting strategies. Divergent is often associated with creativity, whereas convergent thinking is typically seen as its evil twin, a call to action when playtime is over. The design thinking process shows us that divergent and convergent thinking are both equally powerful when it comes to solving problems. In fact, they are the foundation to each phase of the design thinking process. The most important thing to remember about these two strategies is to never do both at the same time. So let's say you're in a great brainstorming session. The goal is to diverge, to, to create as much choice as possible. Often, we're trying to solve while we're brainstorming, and that limits the amount of wild ideas. As well, we talk about reserving judgment. Judging these ideas, any ideas, are another example of where convergent and divergent thoughts collide, and it's not good for problem solving. Divergent and convergent thinking can be used to create strategy, to unpack complex problems, and to solve user-centric challenges. To start, use your new definition of each to simply identify when you're in the diverging or converging space. Use these terms to help set expectations for a meeting or an interaction based on the need to either focus or flare. 
We designed this short podcast, Create the Space, for this exact reason, to offer depth in spaces that are valuable to you. Each week, we'll create the space for strategic thinking, the builder's mentality, and putting new ideas on the table to try with your team. We can't wait to get started. Thank you.